Hey everybody, it's Sabrina, and you're listening to the Let's Chat Over Coffee podcast. Today, I want to talk about writer's block specifically. As you all know, I am a writer. I work on fiction and nonfiction work, but I do get blocked as a writer. So I want to talk about what is writer's block, why do I get it, and what are some things that I do to try to combat it and overcome it. If you're new to the show, Let's Chat Over Coffee is a storytelling podcast. It is a podcast inspired by those conversations that we have in coffee houses, on car rides, at the bus stop, or really anywhere. It's those talks that you have with friends over coffee or tea or hot chocolate. These are those conversations that are meant to inspire you, motivate you, and help you grow. They're really informal discussions about life. Let's Chat Over Coffee is a lot like the book's chicken soup for the soul, but in a podcast form and with me talking. With this podcast, I hope to inspire you, to motivate you, and most of all, to commiserate with you. Let's Chat Over Coffee is written, recorded, produced, and edited by me as a one-woman show. If you're willing and able to help my coffee habit, you can donate at my Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash let's chat over coffee. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, and several other platforms. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me at Instagram at Sabrina Nelson Writer, or you can hop on over to the blog, which is www.letschatovercoffee.com. And I will link all of that in the show notes. So go grab your beverage of choice. Meet me back here, and we're going to talk about writer's block. All right, so writer's block. What exactly is it? If you go to Google, you will find this definition. Writer's block is a condition primarily associated with writing in which an author is unable to produce or experiences a creative slowdown. This creative stall is not a result of commitment problems or a lack of writing skills. And after you find that definition, you will probably have 25 plus pages of blogs that are discussing writer's block and how to overcome it and what to do about it. I'm pretty sure that every writer out there has talked about writer's block and every creative blogger out there has written about this subject. In fact, I'm pretty sure that this subject has been written about since the written word became a thing, maybe even before the written word became a thing. So you may be asking, well, if this has been written about so much, why are you, Sabrina, writing and doing a podcast about it too? And honestly, that is something I've thought about. I've thought about this isn't an original idea, so why am I even talking about it? In reality, I'm doing this podcast about writer's block because it's something that I grapple with. It's something that blocked me for nearly a decade on being able to write. And so it's something that I want to talk about and share my personal experiences with. And I also think that it's kind of a common occurrence for creatives and for writers. And I think that for things like that, that there can't be too many um, blogs about it. Like anybody talking about it is a good thing. So let's break down this definition. And I'm laughing a little bit because I'm talking with my hands about breaking down this definition. And obviously you can't see that. So definition. 
Writer's block is a condition, primarily associated with writing, in which an author is unable to produce new work or experiences a creative slowdown. So the definition is pretty clear. The only change that I would say is that I think that all writers, published or otherwise, will ex can experience writer's block. And there's kind of two parts to this. There's the complete block of being able to produce new work, or there's this creative slowdown. So for me, these two categories fall into these ways. For the inability to produce new work, that means that I'm not able to add anything to my existing work in progress, either the novels or short stories that I'm working on. I'm not able to write any blogs or nonfiction essays, and I'm not able to work on other creative endeavors. And then the other part of that is the creative slowdown, where I am able to put effort or do work on existing projects, but it is super slow going and is kind of like slogging it through rather than feeling good about it, so to speak. All right, so part two of this definition. The creative stall is not a result of commitment problems or lack of writing skills. And I think this is really important because I know for myself, when I've been blocked in writing, I feel like it's because I'm not a good enough writer or it's because I feel like I'm not dedicated enough to my craft. And this will make sense as I talk a little bit more about how to overcome writer's block and the reasons why I get it. So have you ever had kind of all the time in the world, which I don't have all the time in the world, but have you ever had dedicated time to be able to work on writing and you still feel like you can't do it? Or have you had the skills or know that you have the skills to write, but still not been able to do it, which is something that I've experienced. So if you don't lack commitment, and you don't lack skills, what exactly causes writer's block? Now, I want to focus on what causes my own personal writer's block versus what I think causes writer's block in general, because I think being blocked as a writer or being blocked as a creative is a very personal thing, and I think that there's so many various causes for it that I can't necessarily give you, these are the top five reasons why you're blocked as a writer. Um, I can give you the reasons why I get creatively blocked. I think a lot of it could probably be boiled down to mental exhaustion, but there are really three main reasons of why I get blocked as a writer. So the first one is mental overload or mental exhaustion. I also call this decision fatigue, and it's a pretty interesting concept in general. Um, and I think that a lot of mothers specifically do experience this. And I think that during a pandemic, it's become an even bigger thing because there's so many decisions that you have to make all of the time. As a career mother, I have to make decisions at work for the projects that I manage and the staff that I work with um, and how to do a lot of things. So there's a lot of decisions that have to be made in my work environment. And then when I get done with my nine to five, I've got to transition to my five to nine of mother life. But in my personal life, in my household management and being a mother, I have decisions of how much TV should my kid watch? 
I need to buy clothes for them. I need to make doctor's appointments for them. I need to get toothpaste. I need to get toilet paper. I need to make up meals. I need to make sure that they're getting the proper amount of activity and developing the way they should. I need to help my kindergartner with school. I need to get my preschooler with education skills. I need to make a menu. I need to check all of our groceries. I need to check the expiration date on the vegetable drawer. Just constant decisions and constant things that I have to remember. So in my mind, there's this just never ending to-do list. So there's this never ending to-do list in my mind and all of these decisions that I have to make as a mother. And of course, my partner does participate in this, but it really seems to be that one person in the relationship handles a lot of that emotional labor of keeping up with that to-do list. And it's just, it's hard. So there's a lot of decision going on. And because of that, when I have the time and space to be able to actually sit down and write, it's really hard to turn off my brain from the project manager and the household manager and the mother and the partner to allow this creative part of my brain to actually function and come up with ideas. And what ends up happening is I'll sit down to work on something and I just can't formulate the idea and I can't come up with something to write or something to work on. And I just sit there and stare at a blank page. And it's because I'm so exhausted mentally for all of this. And when I'm really overwhelmed, I actually even struggle to complete my morning pages. Um, So I just, it's, it blocks me completely. And then another area that doesn't necessarily block me completely, but does contribute to a slowdown of uh, my creative writing is my mental health and the mood that I happen to be in. So as you know, I have bipolar disorder and that comes with waves of mania and waves of depression. And when I'm going through a manic moment, I feel like I can do all the things. I feel like I can take on all of the projects and my mind is just going 90 to nothing. And sometimes I'm able to harness that feeling and really work on stuff and bust through projects. But other times I'm not able to harness that feeling of mania. And whatever I do produce is really fractured and just not concise and doesn't make a lot of sense. And then I go through these manic episodes. And then, of course, you know, you go through a depressive episode. And when I hit that depressive downswing, I just, I become flat. I have a flat affect and I spend a lot of spoons just getting through the day because I'm so physically exhausted from the depression that I struggle to actually be able to produce anything creatively because I'm just, I'm mentally and emotionally tired. And then if you throw in some anxiety there and feelings of dread, it gets even harder because that dread turns into a fear. And not a fear that I'm scared of my writing, but it's more an underlying worry, I guess. Um, last year, I took a master class with Neil Gaiman. And one of the things that he said is one area that writers fail in, which I don't really like the idea of failing, but one area that can block writers is that 
we fail to write our truth. And being a creative writer especially, you've really got to dig down deep into some of those truths and some of those hard areas. Um, And a lot of people don't do that because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to think about those things. And it's embarrassing to write the most embarrassing thing that happened to you. And a lot of that is fear. And it's either fear of writing your truth and knowing what that is. It's a fear of other people seeing your work. It's a fear of being successful in writing. It's a fear of not being successful in writing. So there's a lot of like fear and worry that contributes to not doing the writing. Um, And Julia Cameron talks about this in The Artist Way, that a lot of creatives get blocked by their potential success. And you're not thinking about the process and the work in progress. You're thinking about what will happen when that book is published or that screenplay is turned into a movie or that painting is an art gallery. And all of that worry and fear of thinking about that moment and not being able to live up to that moment blocks you creatively. And it's also something that Ira Glass talked about in The Gap, which is a very interesting quote and a very, really, very, very cool quote that I'll actually link in the show notes. Um, the idea of The Gap is that as creatives, we have good taste in art or writing or you know, we have good taste in the arts. And because of that, we have ideas to produce something like that. But we're in this infancy stage of creating and we're learning how to create or learning how to write. And so there's this idea stage and then there's this, you know, idea of what we like and there's a gap in between. And a lot of people don't get past that gap and they just give up because there's a gap between what you want to do and what you have taste in and what you're currently doing. Um, And that stops a lot of people and blocks, I think, a lot of writers. So I'll link that in the show notes. But basically, mental exhaustion, my mental health, and fear and worry are things that do cause writer's block for me. So on those three things, I want to talk about how I personally overcome writer's block. um, And I'll go through that. So originally, I was going to talk through like all of the times that I experienced writer's block and how I have many blocks and I have big blocks of time. But I think it's just really important to talk about my original big block. Um, So when I was in college, I wanted to go to school for creative writing and eventually go and get my MFA. So I went through all of my basic English classes and I was in my core creative writing classes And I had a professor tell me that my writing was terrible. And not only did he tell me that my writing was terrible, he also made fun of the music that I happened to listen to at the time when I wrote. And at at the same time, I was also going through a mental health diagnosis, which caused me to be on some medication that gave me a flat affect and was really struggling. And at the time, I didn't really know how to overcome these feelings of feeling like I lacked the skills to be a writer. And so his comments really broke me. And I decided that he was right. I took what he said. And I decided that I was terrible at writing. And it was pointless to try to continue to pursue this creative writing 
career or creative writing endeavor. And I packed up kind of all my writing and I left, lived in a perpetual writer's block for about 10 years. And I also at that time didn't think that I could be a medicated bipolar and also be able to be a creative. I thought that being on medicine meant that I would no longer be a writer. And it really, it was because there's this idea that the only good writers are tortured artists. And so I went through this decades-long struggle of it. And I got out of that cycle. And the way that I actually got out of that cycle was reading the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And the book was really fantastic because the whole idea is that you can find joy in creativity and you can find joy in writing. And one thing that Gilbert asked in this book was why would you not find joy in something that you love so much? Why would you feel tortured by it if this is something that you want? And she used an example of an alcoholic who's a writer and basically drinking because they're writing. Um, that was a pretty life-changing quote and book for me. So from that point forward, I really started to think about how do I find joy in writing and how do I find joy in creativity and that's where I started to dip my uh, toes in the water of writing again. And now, many years later, after reading that book, I do feel as if I'm a writer. Um, I feel that I am a creative person. And I feel like I can do this. And so it doesn't mean that I don't go through periods of writer's block. It just means that when I am going through those periods, I feel like I can overcome them because I can go back and remember the joy of writing. And again, I'm not giving life-changing advice here. You can find a hundred different blogs and podcasts about this. I'm just giving my personal experience. So if I'm feeling mentally exhausted or overwhelmed on decision fatigue, essentially, what I try to do is I actually write a to-do list. Um, I try to get time by myself, and it's not just 20 minutes or here and there. I need couple of hours to get this time to myself and to decompress and be alone and quiet. Um, and so when I get that time by myself, I don't actually work on anything creatively. Usually I tend to kind of write my to-do list out and figure out what I need to do and getting that out of my mind, it's able, I'm able to kind of let those decisions go. And I will say that when I'm extremely overwhelmed and I'm blocked creatively, I also tend to be a little bit of a jerk. Um, so I am getting better at articulating the need to have time alone and not, like I said, not just 20 minutes here in the morning, but really having some quiet alone time together. And at the time of this recording, I've recently broken through a mini creative block. And what worked is actually getting an evening where I was able to get three and a half hours completely alone by myself. And I was able to get through a workout, I was able to take a shower, and I was able to sit down and work on writing and not feel rushed through all of this, which, you know, as a working mom and as a mother, you feel like you're constantly rushing through all of the things that you need to do. So this was, was very helpful for me. And I know that I can't always take hours to myself. Again, I'm a mom. I'm living during a pandemic. My partner needs to be able to have time to himself. Um, and of course we're privileged to be able to even have that time, but I'm not able, always able to take it. So I have to get creative, ha, 
um, on ways to be able to overcome writer's block without necessarily having four hours in an evening to myself. So a couple of things that I do is I jump around on projects that I'm working on. So if I'm working on a novel or a short story and I am feeling stuck on a particular scene or a particular idea, I'll move forward or backwards in the story. Um, Sometimes I also will write a diary entry of my character or pretending that I'm interviewing my character. So anything to keep those creative ideas going without stopping on the project. Another thing that I will do is I will write out the story like I'm talking to a friend. So what this means is it's almost like an elevator pitch, but a little bit longer. I'll tell my friend the story of what I'm trying to write, and that will help me get blocked on or get unblocked on what's happening. Um, sometimes I think that I get lost or I get fearful of the proper quote unquote way to write and I'm not able to put that story on paper. So if I'm able to tell it or even sit down and record it, I've done that too. It helps me be able to keep it going. Sometimes I take a break from my writing and I work on something else. And this may sound a little counterintuitive, but I found if I uh, dig into my creative cross training, which is something that we'll talk about in another podcast, I'm able to come back to my writing and feel more refreshed on this. I do something mundane. This is what I call my watch law and order SVU moments. When I'm struggling or feeling overwhelmed, I'll go back to something that is comfortable for me. And for me, that's watching like law and order or criminal minds or a show like friends, a show that is comfortable to me and I know what it is. Sometimes I'll even go fold laundry, which I hate folding laundry, but it's the act of that mundane work that I'm on autopilot and that sense of autopilot allows my brain to relax. And so when I go back to my writing, I feel like I can do it more. Getting outside, getting vitamin D is something that definitely helps. I think that as we're coming out of winter and getting into spring, I'll be able to get more vitamin D, especially in the summer when I'm hanging out in the pool. But I will say that if I'm deficient in that, I struggle. And it's because vitamin D is very important to your mood. I feel run down and apathetic. When I feel run down and apathetic, I don't like to work on my writing. Since we are getting into spring, I've been actually sitting outside on my patio working through my writing, and that's been helping quite a bit. I exercise, and this doesn't mean that you have to go and do a super hard workout. It could just be a brisk walk around your neighborhood or at the park. Um, For me personally, I do streaming workouts because that helps for me. And the joke is, is exercise because endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands and happy people write better. You know, Elle Wood said that. (laughs) Give myself grace. Just because I'm not writing every day doesn't mean that I'm not a writer. I used to have this idea that I had to constantly be putting words on paper and meeting arbitrary word counts in order to be a real writer. And I've learned that if I give myself that grace for where I'm in, where I'm at in that day or that moment, I'm able to actually be able to continue my writing. And this means sometimes working on things that aren't writing related or sometimes just sitting and daydreaming about my writing. But it's, I don't have to meet a certain amount of words every day to be a real writer. And finally, I make sure that my mental health is in check 
and I do what I need to do to stay well. That means taking my medicine, drinking my water, going to therapy, getting sleep. I'm basically a houseplant with emotions. Writer's block comes in waves. It can be little walls or it can be these huge mountains that require something life-changing to overcome. I will say that if you're experiencing writer's block from something that's mental health related, if you have the ability to seek therapy or even make sure that you don't need to be on medication for the mental health issues, um, that will help you more likely with your writer's block. And like I said, I've spent years in perpetual writer's block. I thought that I would never write again. I thought that I wasn't a writer and I was able to come th- overcome that. It's not easy. And there's going to be days where you probably want to scream into the void and hope that the void isn't full. But just like any muscle that you have, you've got to work on it to make it stronger. So sometimes that means that when you write, when you sit down to write and there's a blank page in front of you and you're like, I have nothing to write about. I cannot come with that, up with ideas. Write about that. Trust me. It sounds silly, but it's worked. So these are the ways that I personally work towards trying to overcome writer's block and making sure that I'm able to continue creating. I'd love to know what your ways of overcoming writer's block are, or I'd love to talk through you about those and see if we can come up with a game plan of ways to work through writer's block. But I really appreciate you for listening to this podcast and this episode of Let's Chat Over Coffee. I'm really happy that you're here. I'm really happy that you're a listener, and I hope that you are finding joy in your creative and writing life. If you have any questions, you can reach out again on social media at Sabrina Nelson Writer on Instagram or over at the blog, which is www.letschatovercoffee.com. And thank you so much. Have a great day. 